Coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned house in the middle of a field, it's the Derek Izzy Show. Making history his story, Derek Izzy. You're listening to the Derek Izzy Show. Welcome back for another month. And I want to kick this show off with a big thank you to the listeners that are sharing and spreading the news. We have seen a recent uptick in response to our Blue Apron campaign. For those of you not familiar with Blue Apron, check this out. Blue Apron basically sends you restaurant-quality gourmet meals that you prepare yourself, but they give you all the instructions and all the ingredients. This eliminates having to buy groceries. It eliminates waste. They send you exactly what you need including pictures, step-by-step instructions, everything you need to become a gourmet chef. Now, this is is great for families. It costs anywhere between $8 and $10 per person per meal, so already you're cheaper than the restaurant, and you're creating a family bonding experience. Yeah, maybe there's somebody in your family who does dinner, or maybe you run out to McDonald's, but this will give you healthy meals, all prepared, Anywhere between 15 and 45 minutes, depending on the difficulty of the cuisine. And you can customize your order. They have a long list of menus and items always change. They're always coming up with new, healthy, and creative dishes. And it's all available to you by using our discount to get $60 off your first three weeks. And you can get that discount just by being a listener of the show. You go to blueapron.com izzy. And you sign up for your subscription. Blueapron.com slash Izzy and you will get $60 off your first few weeks. Get the food delivered to your house. You don't have to go anywhere. It comes pre-packaged, pre-portioned. All you have to do is read the instructions, follow the pictures, and you can create gourmet food. How do I know? I know because I do it myself. I've created some kinds of crazy dishes and eaten foods that I never really thought I would eat before. But I want to thank everyone who's gone to blueapron.com slash Izzy and taken advantage of that offer. Because every time you do that, it makes the show grow and it allows Blue Apron to grow. There's lots of companies, lots of competition in the meal industry. And Blue Apron was one of the first. And we like to support them. And we're thankful that they support us here on the Derek Izzy Show. And now, the topic of today's podcast. From Lincoln Memorial Lawn in a small town of Grady, Arkansas, comes the story of today's podcast. To those who oppose the death penalty in my particular case, anything short of death would be cruel and unusual punishment. Ladies and gentlemen, This is A Week with Gene Simmons. 
Born on July 15, 1940, in Chicago, Illinois, Mr. Simmons was born to Loretta and William Simmons. When he was only three, his father died from a stroke. Within a year, his mother had remarried, this time to William Griffin, a civil engineer for the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, a job that would move the family numerous times across central Arkansas. In 1957, the topic of our podcast dropped out of school and joined the U.S. Navy. He was stationed at the Naval Station in Bremerton, Washington. It was there he would meet one of the loves of his life, Rebecca. On July 9th, they were married back in 1960. In 1963, the topic of our podcast left the Navy, and two years later, he joined the Air Force. During his 21-year military career, he was awarded a Bronze Star Medal, the Republic of Vietnam Gallantry Cross for his service as an airman, and the Air Force Ribbon for excellent marksmanship. Finally, as a Master Sergeant, in 1979, he retired. Other aspects of his life did not go as well as his time in the military. After being married, he and his wife started a family. The topic of our podcast was very big on procreation. He seemed to be very big on family values as well. He had a wife that was loyal, and he had begun to drink. He started to develop somewhat of a drinking problem, but his wife stayed loyal to him. Maybe somewhat out of love, somewhat for the kids, somewhat out of fear. As the family grew in size over the years, The topic of our podcast had a favorite child. It was his daughter, Sheila. His relationship with Sheila was a very adoring relationship. He wanted to be involved in every aspect of her life. From roughly around the age of 13, he spent a lot of time with Sheila. She was his favorite of all his children. By the time she turned 17, she was pregnant. Now, at the time... A pregnant 17-year-old was something very shameful for the family. This was something that you didn't share, something that you had to hide from the public, and Sheila hid it very well. When Sheila gave birth, the topic of our podcast was thrilled that now he had a grandchild. While getting pregnant at 17 was an unpopular social stigma, especially back in those days, It was kind of exciting for the topic of our podcast to have a grandchild. Well, kind of exciting for some of the family. The wife of the topic of our podcast, maybe not so exciting for her. And the fact that the topic of our podcast was having a grandchild, well, a child. I'm not sure what you would call it. Because the child that 17-year-old Sheila was about to bear was fathered by her own father. So, in effect, the topic of our podcast now had a child who was also his grandchild. Sheila admitted this to a school counselor. Authorities were notified of the inappropriate relationship. The family was living in New Mexico at the time and promptly decided to flee. The topic of our podcast being the strong, authoritarian, former military head of household, 
decided to move his family to Arkansas. Moving the family out of New Mexico allowed him to evade the authorities and escape the charges of incest that were being brought against him. As the authoritarian father figure of this family, he ruled with a strong hand. He forced everyone to keep the secret of where this child came from. Once landing in Arkansas, he purchased a mobile home on a tract of land. He put up a privacy fence. There was no plumbing and none of the modern amenities that most of the general population had. They used an outhouse. That's how primitive this was. Keeping the family away from the general public allowed him to exert control pretty easily over his family. Now the kids all still went to school, so they had their education. But outside of that, they pretty much didn't do anything. Fear and loyalty to their father, the topic of our podcast, was the most important thing in that house. The family, the kids, they all contributed. They dug ditches. One of the ditches that they dug became the outhouse. Another ditch that they dug would be a grave. A grave for what? Why would children be digging a grave? You'll find out. After the birth of his child, grandchild, whatever you would call it, life started to go downhill. Drinking became much more prominent. He was unable to pay his bills. He started struggling to find employment. But one thing that did not wane was his ability to control and intimidate the members of his family. Eventually, Sheila left. Sheila met someone, she fell in love, and she married him. This was probably the biggest downfall faced by the topic of our podcast. Gene Simmons felt that his daughter had wronged him and that his life was falling apart. He didn't view himself as being the criminal in this case. He viewed the people that were hurting him to be the bad guys. He took a job in a nearby town of Russellville, Arkansas, as an accounts receivable clerk at Woodline Motor Freight. It was there that he met Kathy Kendrick. He would become infatuated with this young woman and made several attempts to ask her out. She was, of course, disgusted by the topic of our podcast and promptly turned him down. He continued to make advances on her. It got to the point where she had to report him. Something that made the spurned advances more difficult to absorb was his supervisor at the Woodline Motor Freight Company was also a female. Mr. Simmons believed that men should be in control, and the fact that he was being disciplined by a female supervisor was too much for him to handle. This female supervisor, Joyce Butts, had to bring disciplinary actions against him. This was too much for the topic of our podcast, and he quit. His next job would be at a convenience store right down the road, the Sinclair Mini Mart in Russellville. This would be another job where he wouldn't last very long. His life was falling apart. He couldn't support his family. All he had left was his control and his house. December rolls around. It's Christmas time. With presents underneath the tree, he might not have stable income and a good job, but the topic of our podcast still had his family and he still had control over them. Sometime around 
December 22nd, right before Christmas, he went to Walmart, purchased a 22 caliber handgun. Not the most powerful handgun, but he was familiar with firearms, and he had several different types of weapons in the house. This was not really unusual for him. But on December 22nd, he made the decision to murder his wife. He shot and bludgeoned his wife to death. His son and daughter-in-law were there. He shot his daughter-in-law eight times. He shot his son three times, killing both of them. They had a child, his grandson, whom he drowned. His daughter was arriving that day. She came inside the house. He shot and killed her. She dropped to the floor, dying right beneath the Christmas tree. Her husband, the son-in-law, he heard the shots. He came rushing into the house. As soon as he came through the front door, the topic of our podcast put the gun to the back of his head and fired, killing him. Later on, as the kids were coming home from school, the topic of our podcast stopped them in the front yard. He said he had something special for them, but he would have to give it to them one at a time. He took the first kid into the house while the others waited on the front lawn, and he strangled them. The next child. Come in and get your surprise. That child was strangled to death. The next child. Come in and get your surprise. That child was strangled to death. With all of his family dead, he began to hide the bodies. He put some of the children into that hole that they had dug. He wrapped some of the bodies in sheets and blankets and laid them on the floor of the living room. There were cars on the property from family that was visiting. He put some of the bodies in cars to hide them. He spent a couple days watching TV, drinking beer, and then he decided to venture out. He headed to Russellville. Once arriving in Russellville, he went straight to the law firm where he greeted the receptionist, Kathy Kendrick, with fatal gunshots, killing her. His next stop, the Sinclair Mini Mart, where he ran into his former boss, and he opened fire on him. An innocent bystander just happened to be at the store at the time, an off-duty fireman. He shot and killed him, just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. From there, he had one more stop. The Woodline Motor Freight Company. It was there that he confronted Joyce Butts, and he delivered a gunshot to the head and chest. At that point, he sat down with a woman in the office and he instructed her to call the police. While the woman was very afraid and did not know what was going on, the topic of our podcast remained calm. He explained that he wasn't going to hurt her. He just had to get back at everybody who had wronged him. Now that he had completed that task, he was done. When police were called, they didn't know what they were getting into. They thought there were gunshots fired at a local business. They didn't realize the carnage they were about to see. They arrived, they arrested the topic of our podcast, and they questioned him about the shooting. There were multiple calls 
because there were multiple shootings. But it wasn't until later that they would discover the carnage that awaited at the Simmons family home. After several searches, the police eventually discovered all the bodies. The ones in the car, the ones in the house were the first ones to see. And then eventually the children, after they had not shown up for school for several days, the children's bodies were discovered, buried in the hole that they had dug themselves. When police showed up, he surrendered without incident and refused to talk to them. During court, he was very silent. He went on trial, he was convicted, and sentenced to die by lethal injection. He said, To those who oppose the death penalty, in my particular case, anything short of death would be cruel and unusual punishment. After Bill Clinton signed the death warrant on June 25th, 1990, The topic of our podcast was put to death by lethal injection. The topic of our podcast going on a week-long rampage became the deadliest mass murderer in Arkansas history. For Gene Simmons was not the musician playing for Kiss. The topic of today's podcast was Ronald Gene Simmons. Because now you know the rest of of the story. Once again, thank you for listening. If you'd like to write a five-star review, possibly have it read by Moses on the air, we need to get him back. So write your five-star review of The Derek Izzy Show on iTunes. Share it with a friend. Share the Facebook page. We do have a Facebook page. Just type in Derek Izzy Show. And you can see all the shows are broadcast on the Facebook page. They're broadcast on DerekIzzy.com. Check out the website where we have all of our sponsors listed. And don't forget your new offer from Blue Apron. Go to blueapron.com slash Izzy. You will get $60 off your first three orders. Remember, Blue Apron, the leader in creating master chefs from ordinary people. Again, thank you for listening and good day.